Welcome to 12-Man Raid, the Azeroth Fantasy Football League podcast. This week, Cal is out, so I'll have some special guests. We'll recap the league's week three matchups. We'll also discuss reactions, injuries, waivers, and top performers, and end with some week three awards. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get rolling. So I got Cal out this week. So we brought in multiple special guests. Fraz, welcome back. Thank you. Thank last you. week. Thank you. Thank you. And we also have Alex. Hello. For those of you who don't know me, I am Alex. I am the GM and owner of Gill and the Gillettes, sponsored by Gillette, the best a man can get. So happy to be here, and I'm looking forward to discussing a lot of football. As a new fan, super fired up, loving the season, got a lot to talk about, but let you continue on with the other intros before I keep talking. That was beautiful. It was beautiful. I'm going to follow that. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Good luck. And go ahead, Mike. Uh, Hi, guys. I'm Mike, uh, uh, a long-time listener, first-time guest on the show. Uh, I am the yeah 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 yeah. Uh, I'm uh, the commissioner and co-owner of um, I Crit My Pants. Currently, the only team that's still undecided uh, tonight. So, hey, thanks for having me. Thank you for coming. All right, so we'll jump in, Fraz. I know we talked started off last week with your pool talk. Is uh, this week probably was a, another bloodbath compared to the other two weeks with two of the top teams in the NFL season going down. It wasn't uh it wasn't quite as bad as week 1, but we're at 50 55 right now. A couple more riding on tonight's action, but it's been crazy. Yeah, those things are are awesome to get into. Like we'll get into it a bit later, but if the Vikings had lost that football game, it would have been three quarters of the pool, I think. Minnesota was the most popular pick by far. Wow. Yeah, and they should have lost that game. Yeah, <laughs> yes, they should have. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But big news of of kind of the week: Kansas City, the unstoppable team, week one looked a little bit more vulnerable. Week two loses to the Colts. Week three somehow, Yikes. Colts have looked like a bad team, and they just beat down. It, it, it wasn't like a beat down, but they just continued pounding the rock into to kansas city and pulled out a w somehow uh any thoughts from anybody on that game i honestly thought through the first two games indianapolis looked like one of the worst teams in the goddamn league man yeah come out and do, come out and do that wild i'm i'm on the the same boat with Fraz. um i was kind of under the impression after seeing matt ryan throw the ball the first two weeks that it's just like if you own any of those players on like any any position on the indianapolis colts just drop them but, just fucking drop them, man. Just yeah. drop them. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. Kansas City, I think it will bounce back. So I'm not worried about them on the longevity. But it's gonna be interesting to see if Indianapolis can continue to actually squeeze out some wins. Yeah, and I'm reading these notes here, and I see the, the last comment on this line is pool killers, and that resonates really hard because I, I I I bet on Kansas City to beat the Colts because they were like ten point favorites according to Vegas odds. And Vegas is never wrong, so why why not? 
yeah, yeah. absolutely and you're not that? and you're not going to buy back into the pool which no is no no see my system just, you're not my buying system yeah. no of course not man like we talk my system about, needs work about, i have a system yeah. and it's broken and it needs to be refinanced re- redone and, and, and fixed up before it can be applied and pulled out to the public because uh i lost both my pools twice like in two <laughs> weeks and rebought four times in the matter of two weeks. So I, I think I need some work to do and some internal introspection before I, I put myself out there again. So you weren't trying to sack the losses like Fraz, like he just accepts, doesn't really care, gets rid of the teams. You were oh, actually I hedged, trying to win. I, I hedged hard. Oh, that's, I, that's I, I could lie. I could lie and say that that was part of my system, but it would be lying. Seven grand on the like, oh. like it's another 20. Jeez. Well, it's 200,000 wild gold. And then the other big surprise, the bills losing to the Dolphins. The hottest team that looked like was completely unstoppable, both from the defensive side and from the offensive side, loses to Tua and the Dolphins. They didn't lose on the box score side of things, but somehow they just couldn't convert red zone attempts and into into a lot of points, and the Dolphins made it hurt. They even gave him the butt punt, uh, which everybody's laughing about now with uh, the punt off the rear end of one of the, yeah. the defenders for their team. So I don't know. I That that game just blew my mind a, a little bit with, I mean, I know the Dolphins are, are looked at as a team that's going to be pretty decent this year, but it was, it was in reality a stomp from the stat lines, but the Dolphins found a way. It's kind of crazy. I think we're just maybe in a situation where there's some really good teams in the NFL, but there is not any juggernaut teams who can just roll through the whole league. Like if you show up and play them and they have an off night, you'll get it. Or if you get lucky and they don't, you get it. And I think that game was played in Miami, so they weren't uh-huh. they didn't have the home field advantage or anything. So maybe that has an effect on the game a little bit more than it should. But most of their yeah. a lot of their DBs and safeties were out so kind of light on defense on the bill side but yeah i think there was at one point you know i know you just mentioned the heat there was at one point towards the end where i know Diggs had to step out for like two or three plays yeah the perfect storm for a loss and you know praying that Tua didn't get a concussion yeah that was uh, we can talk about that a little (laughs) bit here too like i yeah still am hard it's hard for me to believe that there wasn't some sort of head injury with that whole situation they're but sticking to it the, they say the, no the head coach, injury yeah, yeah there's, there's a, a medical difference issue. yeah well there's a medical difference between getting your senses knocked out of you and, and getting concussed we don't know what that medical yeah. difference is but it exists <laughs> and that's the line that was drawn there yes and if you want like if you didn't see him like get up and like walk like his legs looked like they were jello and he even commented he's like my legs felt like they were gumby but that's a lower back issue, but I don't whatever. If, if that's what they want to go with, that's what they go with. But Tua came back into that game and did okay. Not Nothing like last week, but pulled out the win for the Miami Dolphins, the 3-0 and Miami Dolphins. Three-peat. Yeah, so we can jump to the next one. So did you guys hear the news about the Pro Bowl this year? Rihanna, let's go. <laughs> I thought it was Super Bowl. That's, that's right that's right my bad <laughs> sorry uh, no, you're obviously uh, the queen. super she's into the queen. yeah she's the, the halftime queen. show yeah with wrath coming out today probably more people were paying attention to that than they were about the nfl's statement about the pro bowl but they're getting rid of the actual pro bowl game they are transitioning it to a skills so they've already do the skills competition for the pro bowl but they're transitioning it to skills and a flag football game 
So there will be no more contact Pro Bowl like there has been in the past for like the last 50 years. Uh, it's going to be a flag football game and skills competition going forward. So Yeah, but that game mattered so much. Yeah, everybody paid a whole lot of attention to that game. I, you know what? I can just imagine my, my like stepfather who's like 95 or something like that would just be like, you know, back in my day, flag football was for babies. And now we're doing this. And I'm just like, I, I don't care about it. But someone will. Yeah. And someone's going to be really upset that we're not having full contact at Pro Bowl. I mean, it's, if you watch the Pro Bowl the last three years, like there's just it, it had to come anyway. Travis Kelsey's brothers and the center, I think, for the Eagles, yeah, asked if there was going to be a hot dog eating contest as part of the skills competition, which would be very interesting to watch uh, all nah, the time ago. I'm at that. that. <laughs> I'm 100 percent in on that. That'll be awesome, and also like interested in how flag football will work from that standpoint, like. Obviously, flag football is flag football, but who are they going to throw in there? You never know. Celebrity? Uh, we could maybe. Celebrity I, that's Rumble's probably like the NBA does. The, Rihanna, yeah, I think apparently. That'd be awesome. To talk a little bit more about fantasy this week, this week was uh, an interesting week. Uh, what did two teams break 100 this week? Borderline 100? And they Just were playing each other, week. thankfully. Yeah. 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 Everybody breathed a sigh of relief when we saw that <laughs> score line. Like, okay. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that yes. 100 score, Lamar Jackson, when you play against him, just. Yeah. You're, you're screwed. Yeah. He, he is showing that he wants a big contract. In well, a, if they don't pay him, somebody someone's will going pay him. To for God. Sure. That guy, that guy's looked. wild. That guy's wild. Like he's putting up. How many points did he finish with this week? Forty. Forty. Yeah, that's yeah, two, 40. that's two weeks so, in a twice. row. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I don't know. He's the number one QB and won't be stopped. Maybe until his contract gets signed. He's playing. He's playing like he played uh, a couple years ago. There. No. 100%. Came in and erupted. Yeah, and then other thing like. Uh, other big news kind of with this week, Bengals had an impressive win, lose the two first two games by five points, didn't turn over the, I think, I don't think they turned the ball over one time. It, it seems almost like that Bengals team is, is back to form. Burrow had protection the whole, the whole time. I think he was sacked twice and he was sacked, I think 17 times or something along those yeah. lines between the first two games, only sacked twice, uh, yeah, later this last week, so if that protection can hold up, you saw what they could do with, with the ball against, I mean, I think it was the Jets, not a super strong team, but I mean, yeah, the, they they held their own. That Boyd on my bench is kind of kind of upsetting. He popped off for, I think, 18 points. Yeah, he had a couple of good long catches. Yeah. Just that tough runner type of person and was, was really strong. Yeah, we'll see what we'll see. Let's see them string string some stuff together before we yeah. say that they're back they after Miami being the week. New York Jets. Yeah, yeah they have Miami, Miami next week, so we'll. Uh, we'll yeah, see. that'll be a good game to watch next week. And uh, last game we'll probably just talk about here really quick, uh, just in our small talk before we get to our trades is the goat game. So Aaron Rodgers took on Tom Brady, both of them out with a lot of their weapons from an offensive standpoint. Tom Brady more so with Julio Jones, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin, all three of them being out. Like he has Russell Gage to throw himself, throw throw to, and Cole Beasley. I mean, those were the two, I think, main wide receivers. Like, and then Rodgers missing a few of his 
wide receivers as well. Like it was an interesting game to watch. Started out really hot for Green Bay, really turned into another boring game to watch, similar to the Sunday night game. But it was just a, a hash out of which defense can hold hold true, and Green Bay barely held on at the end. Also, news came out. I think it was today actually that Julio actually has a partially torn uh, PCL that doesn't require surgery. So. Interesting news to learn about after the game for people who are holding out for Julio to play this week. But, I mean, they won't rush him back anytime with his age. Don't think so. he's going to be playing for quite a few. <laughs> yeah, I think it's time that he hangs it up. He does look good. He looks like a solid guy, but uh, I just I don't see it. Uh, the game I was see it continuing. Game was terribly boring to watch, but <laughs> Tom Brady threw every football to Gage, so. I'll take that W all day. Yeah, that was he, he was the it. yeah badly. Yeah. <laughs> he had a hamstring injury as well, and like I think it was in the second it quarter was, came up. It was like he right was, up until basically the last possible moment. I could have decided creeping out what's going on, but went with it and paid off big. Yeah, t- took me down, put me in my spot. Zero and three. Any other new any any other games that anybody wants to talk about really quick before we move on to the two trades that happened in the league this week? I got this, the end of the Minnesota Detroit. I have that in our patch know. notes segment, but yeah, we'll say we'll save it then because that that was yeah that was a rough one. So big news: two trades, and Alex was a part of both of those trades. Alex, how do you feel like you did? To be honest. I feel like I made out like a bandit this week. I think I ended up trading up a quarterback, trading up a running back, and getting a receiver that, I, you know, ain't the best, but like nice little sweetener on top of, you know, started him this week over Elijah Moore, who I have on, who I also have on my roster. Regretted that, but um, I've been kind of back and forth as the the main receiver for the Jets. Yeah, and so anyone who didn't see, so the two trades were Alex and Rules made a trade, Corey Davis and Chase Edmonds from Rules to Alex for Carson Wentz. And then losing the quarterback, Alex made a train, trade with Maycorn and received Tua for Michael Carter. And I like to analyze the trades as who's the number one, who's the best player out of the group of guys. And I, I do think you won those trades. Carson Wentz, I mean, he has been a, a strong option for a wide receiver, but I think he runs into teams that give him more trouble throughout the rest of the year. Um, so I like Chase Edmonds, and I mean, if I, I don't know if you played him, but he had two Did. sneaky touchdowns this week. So solid option there. I believe he had two touchdowns, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he but, did. Uh, and then, I mean, the added portion for Corey Davis, I don't like two players for one player, but... I do think you still came out with the best options there. And same thing with Tua versus Michael Carter. I think Tua is the better option from or the better player from that trade. So I would lean towards your side of the trade, and you won both of those. But, I mean, only time will tell. I'll have to see. Tua, who knows, maybe we'll be out for the next couple of weeks with his back injury slash whatever other type of injury it is. <laughs> see, I would disagree. I think everybody lost in these trades, and here's why. Ooh, quarterbacks ooh. can be streamed, and both trades have receiving and a quarterback for Alex Rules and Maycorn. But so my take on this is they all lost because there was a quarterback involved. You have to you have to understand like this is the quarterback that was on, sitting on my bench. 
Like, this isn't. You know how many quarterbacks I have on my bench? All the ones that are free agents right now. Yeah, like, but like, (laughs) what I did was like, I I basically streamed a Tua this week over Russell Wilson as the Broncos as the Broncos offense starts to get under control and he starts to actually put up some decent points. He never will. He sucks. And I traded up Michael Carter for Chase Edmonds. I'm on Cal's hate train for Russell Wilson. Carry on. We subscribe. Oh, I, I, I think he, <laughs> I think Russell Wilson is. Go on. Okay. Let's ride. Let's ride. I, I, I think he's okay. I don't th- think he deserves the hate certain people give him. Like that. Are you talking about like, Cal? I yes, I'm talking about yeah. Cal. Right. Um, I think give him like another game or two, and then we'll start to see the old Russell. Like <sighs> at the last drive of that game on Sunday night, I started to see like glimpses of like ru- what, for lack of a better description, let Russ cook. Yes. So I mean, we can only wait and see, but you know. I think the Broncos are taking steps in the right direction. Yeah. And to add on to that, I mean, I, from a fantasy standpoint, I think Russell Wilson's just fine from a personal standpoint. I can't stand the guy. Oh, Mr. Unlimited. (laughs) I hope he does. I hope he does terrible, but it is what it is. But yeah, we'll have to see the Broncos offense. I mean, it's just, it's like they aren't, like hitting on all cylinders yet, and I think they'll be fine. Nathaniel Hackett's offense in Green Bay was was pretty good last year, but it did take them a couple weeks to get it rolling as well. So maybe Russell figures it out next week, but we'll have to see. All right, we'll jump into the segments portion, and we'll start off with patch notes. Patch notes. We'll start out with the... Meaningful choices. The Steelers look like they are getting worse as the weeks go on. Uh, I don't know if anyone would like to comment on that, but I just don't see how the Steelers are going to get any close wins or anything this season with how they have been playing. No offense to Mitch Trubisky, but they're just. I was. I was. I was. All I was going to say is Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, you you start the new other quarterback who's gonna throw the ball a little bit more, get a little bit better of an arm, wants to sling it, but like you get it to these playmakers. Like I got only one comment that catch by Pickens. Oh, like yes, I thought yeah. about he was literally on my he's on my bench, and he was starting for me up until like 30 minutes until the game started. And after that catch, I was, I was pissed. I didn't start him, but at the end of the game, obviously glad I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, actually he would have scored more points than Corey Davis. So, well, it just illustrates the point that there's talent on the team. So I'll, I'll go on record. Yeah. I am a huge Pittsburgh fan. I love the Steelers, you know, all the other sports too, but Steelers are my, my, my favorite team. And I have a hard time watching them. I mean, there's, there's clearly talent on this team. And it's just not executing to the degree that you'd expect a uh, an NFL team to actually execute at. Like the one team that or the one game that they won uh, against was it the 
the Browns or the Bengals uh, where they relied on a missed kick and it went into overtime and it was just the ugliest football game I've ever seen in my life. And they, they won and they shouldn't have, like they were the worst team and they've been the worst team in every matchup they made. That being said, that pick and sketch was fire and I'm excited for them to just say, Trubisky, Hey, you're going to be a mentor mode now. Stop playing. Let's give this rookie a chance and throw the ball far, get 10 picks in a game, but get 12 touchdowns. At least it'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah, And that's, I mean, right now those play, like you, you can't start, you can't trust Trubisky because he's just going to be a, like from a fantasy standpoint, too much of a wild card. If any defense gets pressure on him, he's probably going to throw three picks. Najee Harrison, Deontay Johnson are the two players for those teams. I mean, Deontay Johnson saw 11 targets, so he's about the only guy that you can start from any standpoint for that team. We'll have to hope for the best. I do like, like, I can't remember who the coach is, but I can see his face. I do I do like him as a coach. Tomlin. Yeah, he's but, a good coach. Yeah. There's talk of them not having a losing season or whatever. Like, I think this is the year. <laughs> no offense Looks uh, to Mike Tomlin. Looking shaky. Yes. Uh, the 1% wipe, The well, we talked a little bit about it, but the Detroit Lions lose a game they shouldn't have. Uh a couple notes from Cal here because he didn't want to talk about it. Uh, Dan Campbell obsessed with going for it late and steal every win, and then and then went for a field goal. I think from the like thirty yard line, a forty, it's like a forty some yard field goal. Uh, at the end of the game, gives the Vikings the ball at like the forty five yard line after their field goal miss. Like uh, that's just the one. I just don't get it. I, I, I'm in Minnesota, so everybody's talking about it all week, like or in the lab, all day today, basically, every radio station, and what the hell is Dan Campbell doing uh, <laughs> from that standpoint? Like, that grit, though. You know, you can't be that grit. grit. But they went for it like four times on fourth and like five throughout the game, and then at the end of the game, you just decide not to go for it. Like, you already downed your kicker for the, the whole game. Like, there's no way he's going to come in and be, like, mentally strong for a, a kick to put you up to, up by seven or whatever it was is going to put them up by. Um, and then you expect him to go kick a 44-yard field goal or a 54-yard field goal, like, in the closing minutes of the game when you can just punt or do something else. Like, you can do anything else. It'd probably be fine, if you know what I mean. Like, you just give the Vikings the ball with um, over a minute and a half left to score a touchdown on you. And then you lose the game like <laughs> mind blowing. Okay. So is mind that mind a stupider mind. decision than uh, the Broncos not calling a timeout in week one? Cause I think those well, two are the stupidest coaching decisions I've seen so far this year. Oh, when, when the Broncos decided to, to try to break a, a 60 year record by having their kicker try to go for like what? 75 yards. Rather than giving it to Russell Wilson, who's done like fourth quarter winning drives like a oh, couple yeah. times. Well, not even that. It's more of you know letting the clock run out for forty seconds and then call a timeout. Like, ugh. I don't know. I just yeah, think those are the two very... worst coaching decisions, and I guess we'll continue tracking tracking <laughs> yeah. them until. So not only so not only that to talk about a timeout. Dan Campbell called the timeout when the clock was ticking down at the end of that, like at the end of the game. 
he decided to call a timeout when the Vikings were like trying to hurry up to get to the line to like call another play. He decided to call a timeout and stop the clock for the offense when his team was on defense. So another big questionable like decision by Dan Campbell, like just fell apart at the end there. It felt like, I don't know. We'll have to see if that ever improves, but I mean, everybody likes them. Their team looks good. Like the Lions should have won that game. They should be, Goff looked good in the, with the first half. Next thing to kind of go on to is the come on, do something boss uh, from a raid. So the Sunday night football game was basically a huge snooze fest for, for fantasy and for just overall everything like, watching of the game. Like, there's nothing all. enjoyable. <laughs> it's terrible. Like, I turned it on and I like left my computer it didn't even watch the rest of the game it was just rough yeah i did not i watched probably the the first 30 minutes game of thrones came on and i was like huh okay let's go watch yeah you probably got a lot more action out of that than you did oh that yeah. great, great episode game. Great, great, great episode, episode. not not that type Boilers? of podcast like, but, uh no nope. <laughs> i was gonna say i did the same thing i was like oh this game's kind of boring let's uh Wife, you ready to watch some uh, Game of Thrones? Yeah, but then Jimmy, the only the only highlight, Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo got so lucky that he stepped out of bounds on that play. Otherwise, he throws a pick six. Um, that was kind of a a funny thing to have happen. But ask yeah, failed just... successfully. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. A very interesting, like even from a fantasy standpoint, there's really nothing that happened at all during that game. Just rough overall. The Denver Broncos pull out, squeak out a win, ten to eleven. I think there's like five other games in the national like that, that's ever been scored, like a team with eleven points. Pretty nuts. Couple safeties, yeah. Fucking wild yeah, week. Couple man. Another no, week. another crazy week of football, dude. Yeah, very different Not ways from a- the first two. Yeah, I was going to say Red Zone probably not as beneficial to watch this week as it was the last few weeks, but I mean Red Zone always has has some interesting stuff on it. Uh to jump into one of the last few we have here is the Raiders are 0 and 3. Uh should Raiders fans be concerned? Thoughts on that? They the fantasy owner of probably the the best weapon of the Raiders, Devontae Adams. Yes. You should be fucking terrified. Derek Carr is just not it. The whole offense looks like they're not it. And very worried. We're all ready. See, I would be worried, but I just looked it up. This is this is right off the press. They okay. are going to play the Steelers December 24th. So that's at least one victory for the Raiders. So <laughs> if you're betting on that, you're good. You know, I think they'll be fine. They're playing the Steelers 24th. Is it in Pittsburgh? <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's really cold in Pittsburgh on Christmas, and that's all I'm saying. I think the Raiders will be fine with us. Steelers are, are good. They're doing. Yeah, and I, I mean, I like Derek Carr as a quarterback, and at least in fantasy, I don't think he's, I don't think he's the greatest from that standpoint. But I mean, Devonte Adams hasn't even looked good the last two weeks. He's literally two touchdowns. Like, if he doesn't get a touchdown in either of those games, his numbers are bad, like bad, bad. Like so. in the the. First three teams that the Raiders have played, I don't think any of them are like Bills, Miami caliber, where like 
I'd actually be scared of them. It was what the the Chargers, I guess, probably the best team they played, and then they played Arizona, which I think Arizona doesn't look good at all. And then True. they played Tennessee, which Tennessee looked better this week, but I don't think it's a great looking team either way either. Derrick Henry looked fantastic. Yeah, Derrick Henry was the oh, the shining yeah. light of that offense this week. I don't think he's done bad actually. Any. I can't recall what his stats were for last week, but I still think he had like solid numbers just without a touchdown. Oh man, he put up a no, like no, under he, six he points up, or something. Yeah, he had thirteen carries, and that was the blowout game. They put watches their backup in, like I think in like the middle of the third quarter. So, but still had a touchdown. Interesting week, but yeah, he had a couple good receiving yards this week. So that was nice padding on the score. All right, we can jump into the huge damage but dies to mechanics. Uh, the Bills lose but dominated the box score. So, like, I think the box score, like, looks like if you were just to look at the box score of that game, it looks like the Bills absolutely dominated. Yeah, what did like, Josh Allen? It looks like a blowout. Josh looks Allen like a blowout for 400 win. yards? <laughs> yeah, like Wild. crazy stat lines. And like I said earlier, the Bills legitimately were in the red zone four times. They got one touchdown, a field goal, a missed field goal, and a turnover. So, well, when you don't score enough points to, I think, what, they have 19 points this week and lost by two. Yeah, 19 um, to 21. Just a, a not executing, but I think they'll be fine. Like, it's just kind of interesting that Miami was able to, I mean, they, they, scored on all of their opportunities that they got. Well, uh, this is hot off the press. Uh, I guess we could talk about this. Oh, well, I'm going to just say it now. Oh, oh. Mike, say it now. Thank you pretty oh. much for secured victory for I, this week. I, I watched it the whole way. I'm glad you mentioned it. <laughs> yep. It looks like Mike oh, has secured man. victory for our final matchup, but we'll continue to talk about that. Uh, yes. Later on. Sorry to interrupt. Just, no, all's oh, good. All's good. Um, but yeah, that was all I really had to say about the Buffalo Miami game. I mean, they just executed Chase Edmonds with two touchdowns, like, and then two a throw. I think two a throws, just for one, one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To uh, a guy I've never even heard of, River Craft. <laughs> so not a fantasy relevant He's player, from but Florida. one catch. One catch, catch 11 yards and a touchdown. Tomorrow, boys. Efficient <laughs> wide receiver in the league. Fight me if you, you think otherwise. Uh, he did have two targets at him last oh, week, so he's it. not the most efficient. <laughs> um, but, he only catches touchdowns, so you could trust. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then one thing you guys wanted me to bring up were the Cardinals' struggles this year, so I'll let you guys dive into that a little bit. Yeah, okay, so... I had someone from work describe how Kyler Murray runs, and I want everyone to, like, when they're listening to this, like, are go you watch talking about Kyler Murray phase phase up Kyler Murray? Yeah, he runs around the football field like the football is a cell phone he took from his mother, and he's a toddler. He's just running around the field dodging defenders. He he doesn't look. I don't know, composed enough. Doesn't look like he knows what he's doing. James Conner is just not looking great. I think he's got the grit. He's like ending hard on his runs, but he's just running into his own defenders. He's running straight into 
defenders. He's just getting two yards per carry. Yeah, I, 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 oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say the Cardinals to me to to equate this to to Wow is on paper they're the, they're the type of player that that knows their class, knows how to play it well. But if you throw any type of chaos at them, like dropping yep. a marker in a specific fought, spot spot in a fight, everything just goes to shit and they blow up. Like you can't have them be this good on paper according to their talent and all these things and then add a little bit of chaos like dropping a marker on Lahuvium and then just implode. And that to me oh, is, is Cardinals in a nutshell. I have a question. Do you think Anda listens to this podcast? We're going to find out after that comment. Yeah, I really <laughs> hope so. I really hope. So I, I think uh, to, 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 to wrap this up, I, I, I think that's we've we've seen their floor. I hope so because they're they've got way too many good players to <sighs> to be to struggle this much. But you know it, it's football, and every week we might see a, a a lower floor from them. Who knows? They're also they are the team for the in season hard knocks this this year. So uh, you know I, I'm not rooting for them to suck. I do have James Conner on my roster, but like. If they're sucking, that's going to be better television. That's all I'll say. <laughs> that is very true. I'm still going to start it's Kyler Murray, though. Everything. Yeah, there's no way. Hard to, hard to not start him from that standpoint. And James Conner is the James Conner that we've always kind of remember, remembered him for the last couple of years. Just a like running back who excels in the trenches. But <laughs> if he doesn't get a touchdown, he's normally not looking like a strong candidate. He just broke out that year with the the Steelers. Uh, I wish we had the James Conner of the Steelers back, but we were watching that football game in Discord too, and felt like the Cardinals dropped twenty footballs, easy catches. I couldn't tell. I couldn't name one receiver on the yeah, Cardinals roster. Alex was making it. Oh, Conner's had a bad drop. I remember. Yeah, he had like he had two bad drops. One yeah, of them, he didn't even, he didn't even turn back. For, he didn't know the ball was coming. So, like, I don't know if that's a miscue oh, by him or, like, Kyler's just, like, a little, you know, three-year-old toddler and mom was getting a little too close, right? So he had to fucking dish it out too early. Malcolm Brown had 14 catches for 140 yards. That's a pretty crazy stat line, though. He can throw the ball to one person, Kyler Murray, and that's Malcolm Brown. <laughs> or... Marquise Brown, Hollywood. Well, I honestly think Marquise catching. (laughs) And that's all I have for the patch notes segment. We can move on. And Mike has a segment he wanted to bring up. We'll add to our podcast today. Can't wait for this one. So uh, (laughs) thank you. I really appreciate that introduction. Um, You know, one of the things that I've noticed from this podcast, which I love and adore, is the tier list and i know i got shit on them repeatedly except by your brother uh over and over and over at the start of the season but you know what we're in week three we can do another one right it's not a stale content so uh what i put together uh through some impartial parties is a tier list ranking our team names and i know we've had a few changes but uh we're gonna go with what i pulled as of an hour ago so that's including makeworn's new team name as well so we're gonna start with the low ones we're going to work our way up we're going in blind here too. Like, oh I, yeah, cannot wait to eviscerate people. Yeah, it's gonna be great. So we're gonna start with the F. I'll I'll go with my pick, and then we'll talk about it briefly, and then we'll work our way up to S. There is honorable mentions at the end, uh, and we'll get to them. So everybody should have a little little thing to listen for in this this segment. Huh. 
All right. So the first one, F tier, I think it goes without saying. We know who's got the worst team name in our league. It's Team Warlock D. Uh, it's the right. default name for one. He's got a picture on his team, so he knows how to use his computer. Yeah. And it confuses me because I always think it's Warlock Dude, and it's not. So willful yeah. negligence. Yeah. That's and I, I think. Yep. And I think there's no one worse from a team name's perspective than than Argy. Do you guys also world. notice that he's on board? Like, Bean was a media. Yeah. He's yeah, also he had an <laughs> empty bench spot for like a week and a half now. Oh really? Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, he does. Oh. All right, he's F minus. F minus. Bean, where do we file party fouls? Like that's a party foul. Yeah. It might have to be. You might have to bring that up with Cal because I only run the podcast. I'm bringing <laughs> it up right now, Cal. When you hear this, that's a party foul. <laughs> I think the commissioner can deduct points for these kind of things, like just manually go in. So I don't maybe I don't maybe need some a deduction of points, but some sort of intervention. I don't know. After he scored a 106 this week, only only want to break 100, maybe. All right, next up is the C tier. Uh, We got two teams fitting this tier. Uh, First up is Devastator, whose team name is Devastated. It's kind of okay, clever, but it's like nothing to do with football. It's related to his WoW name, but it's not that clever. And it's, it's just sort of, it's okay. It's not great. It's fine. It's a name. It's, it's, a, name. it's, it's a name. Right? Yep. I recognize who it is. I, you don't need to say anything else. Like, move yep. on to the next one. It's Next one is sort of in a different vein. It's also a C tier. I've got a Argy Can't Read by Jelly. And the reason why I put this in C tier is, while it is a customized name, it's confusing because mm-hmm. Argy's in our league, and every time I see Argy, I'm like, oh, that's Argy's team, and it's not. And I don't like that. 100%. I'm coming from the opposite end of the spectrum. Argy should get shit on. He has the worst name, and I think Jelly's name is great. I would put it in strong A tier. That yeah. That's a hot take. Yeah. That's a hot take. Yeah. Hot take, hot take. Okay. All right, fuck now, fuck this is Argy, obviously right? where most of our creative folks are. That's going to be the B tier. Uh, I'm going to start with, well, I'll start with Bean. Bean? Bean Squad. Squad. B tier? I would put myself way lower than that. Oh, wow. And Well, it's <laughs> well, either C or F, and I don't think it's quite as bad as C or F. Um, I think Squad, <laughs> anything with Squad, obviously, Phrase might be in this this category, too. Uh, squad is just a cop-out. At least Bean references your your name. And you got your your picture that matches your team name, which, you know what? You're committed to it. You got two of the things. Cool. You at least tried more than just renaming your, your thing to Bean Squad. Same goes for Fraz. You know, the Goon Squad. And he Googled and found an image that says Goon Squad in, in cool uh, graf- graffiti. I'm going to not having an image. Absolutely. But you're still going to rank right. well. Like, we okay. haven't heard your okay. name yet. Okay. Yeah, so, so the two squad teams, to me, are, are B teams. They got they got good pitchers that go along with their team name. So there's synergy there. But otherwise... <laughs> I just think... A B is okay. I'm good. You know, that's, yep, that's I'm happy with mine. Minimum, minimum uh, effort. Pretty decent grade for the result, I'd say. Uh, next up in the B tier is going to be Maycorn's team, the Commoners. Uh, they were called something with Oregon on fire, and that was worse. Um, but the Commoners are just boring. I mean, it's I liked his image for WoW. He's the only one with a WoW photo, uh, an actual screenshot, which is uh, other than Cal. Uh, but this one's a screenshot. 
It's okay. There's nothing nothing interesting about it. It's just okay, whatever. Yeah. Better than C tier. What is that a screenshot of? I can't even make sense. I think it's a worgen on fire because I had to find a very like zoomed in picture of it for the uh, spreadsheet. Oh, it's it's the this is fine meme. You know the meme where like the dude's sipping coffee and his whole house is on fire. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. What it this is, is fine, but it's just that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the final person on the B tier is uh, you guys are gonna hate this. It's gonna be frilly with the Jimmy John's number seven with chips. I have um, a question. I have a question. I agree. I agree. Being being not from the land of the free and the home of the brave, mm-hmm. what is a Jimmy John's number seven? Just I don't know the sandwich he orders. I couldn't tell you what it is, but like uh, I don't know. Hot take. I think Jimmy John's say it is probably not even a top three sandwich chain top. Like okay, what are you putting? Ooh, like, that's a big that's a big shot. Like I'm definitely putting Jimmy John's fans lovers. Firehouse above it. We have Firehouse subs here. Earless like and tearless podcast. Yeah. No, Mike, this one's great. The number sure. seven yeah, at Jimmy John's is the spicy uh, East Coast Italian. Spicy East Coast Italian. Sounds good to me. I put Jersey Mike's above it, too. Do you get to choose and, your toppings? And I don't know what else I'd want to so. pick, but like, ugh, I just don't think it's that good. Yeah. If she was sponsored by Jimmy John's, if that's who paid her wow token to play, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be about that's it. Dope. But yeah. right now, she's just leaning on their advertisement and their fame to, to make a cool, like, thing. But it's B tier. At of, least she tried. What type of flavor of chips do you think Frilly's getting? Plain oh. potato chips. Plain potato chips? I don't think so. I think she's getting, like, fucking. Garden no, she's salsa, getting voodoo ones. She's this is the person like that. that literally used to leave out. No, I'm I'm not. Yeah, gonna milk that. overnight, but like that <laughs> is that's gross. Like I that, don't know. That, if anything, yeah. that adds a flavor. It's not a flavor yeah, anybody would I, like, yeah, but it does so. add something. Yeah. So yeah, we <laughs> got we got Frilly at the last uh, the B spot. Okay, <laughs> and I'm kind of surprised uh, no one saw this coming, but uh, in the first A. I've got Gil and the Gillettes, and here's why. Uh, I actually found a Gillette uh, icon, and that's the one we've been using for the spreadsheet, so I forgot you didn't have one on your team, so you should probably fix that so I don't look like uh, an idiot. What spreadsheet um, are you talking about? The uh, the parsing spreadsheet that I post every week. Oh. Yeah. So zoom in on that, Gillette. Yeah, take a look at yeah. it. It's really good. Where are we posting that? Uh, in the Discord. I'll pin it next time. In the Pete Rose room? Mm-hmm. Little screenshots of it, at least. But yeah, I've got Alex as an A, A-tier uh, team name because I like puns. And Gil and Gillette is a really good pun. And I don't know, it sounds, it reminds me of like singers, old folksy singers. And it made me laugh. Very unique. I like it. Yeah. I... Gillette, if you're out there and listening, send me some money. Well, they, they got Doc, like... By the way, did you guys see Doc on Sunday Night Football? Doctor Wild that he was doing that. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. That was on national television, boys. Prime time. Yeah, the two time. Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, absolutely crazy that that's relevant now. Yeah, and he's yeah. a streamer is really, Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, moving on is uh, attack on the B team. I thought obviously he's got the the B team logo. He's got the B team name he's part of the ogb team i just think all three of these things work um you know it's it's just kind of funny so i went with so him my, in the my issue with that though is all he did was google 
the B team. Like he did the same thing that me and fucking Bean did, and you're out here giving him a bonus point. <laughs> well, I didn't Google his, so I didn't know. I thought he created that himself. So I no. think he, I think I think he should be like C tier. I. I think B team is like such if he's a part if he tied that into multiple me, different it, things. To me, it's really like simple. It. His name is the B team. Put him in the B tier. Oh, case closed. Right? Fuck. Anyway, That's a really good point. Next time, next time we'll do. Uh, we'll I'll do take that this as notes. I'll take, I'll take it. Yeah. And then the last. I'm sure team it? names will change. Yeah, I'm sure. Not that one though. Probably not. <laughs> by that the one. by the way, <laughs> rules played a lot of Call of Duty. Though. I yeah, he did. Stress how much Call of Duty rules played this. You can tell the women in, in his life have been gone all week. Oh yeah, enough said. Oh yeah. Uh, and the last addition to the A tier is going to be Cal's Goblin Feet. Uh, I think the team name is weird. I don't get it. I don't know why, but the fact that there's a photo that's like very there's a much... goblin. Yeah, that's all it is. That's all it is. But he got the photo though is just the weirdest thing about it. Like every I time have... I pull up my sleeper app, I think my my wife's gonna look over my shoulder and think I have like a foot fetish. I fully agree with everything <laughs> you said about that. But it makes oh, me uncomfortable. And yeah, if you're yes. if you're trying to put your t like opponents on the edge a little bit off kilter, you 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 put feet in their face. Didn't work on you this week. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not up until about uh, twenty minutes ago. Doesn't matter All if right. you win by an inch or a mile, man. Vin Diesel taught me that. <laughs> And then the final uh, tier is S, and I obviously put myself because I created the tier list and that spreadsheet, and I crit my pants. Sounds funny. And I got a picture a of a name. puppy. Yep. It's a good name. Is I that like is it. that I actually like your dog? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my dog. Uh, Rudy? Rudy. Oh, yeah. doggies. Good yep. dog. Um, All right. And then I got two less. The, oh, go the worst part about your name is the shitter tier list, but your name's good. <laughs> Your name's good. Yeah. And then uh, the two honorable mentions I have is uh, first up is Frilly's original team name, the Burger King X. I cracked up. I thought that was the funniest team name I've ever heard, uh, especially if you guys know the context that Burger King beats women. And the one woman in our in our fantasy league just took that and ran with it. And I, I died. So that's an honorable mention from that was. From yeah. That was a good name. Did we talk and, about Zorbus? Did I black and, out? And saving the best for last is Zorbus's as an honorable mention because his team name makes no sense unless you have someone explain it. And it yeah. was explained to me today, and I was like, all right, that makes sense. sense. So, so Fraz, please, so what, take it away. So can, you want the full breakdown? Okay. Well, so, full deep yeah. analysis. First part is uh, refers to our Lahuvian prog uh, that we were talking about earlier, the markers and the rage. So he was part of the square group, square gang. We were fucking legit. Man. We, oof. square gang never fucked up. Was Anda in that? No, Anda was like the marker placer for. I'm not sure. It was Frilly's group. Frilly's the one who asked about the marker that caused the rage to come out. Anyways, Cam 2 is all about Anduin. That guy went down second in Anduin, sure. And then 4L, you know that guy is representing both of those for the rest of the book. What's 4L? 4L. Four four What's 4L? Oh, like gotcha. Square gotcha, Gang gotcha. KM2 for life. <laughs> and I respect that. I like I it. respect the shit out of that. Yep. And that, guys, is uh, my tier list for our team names. Thanks for, for playing. Uh, thanks for bringing it on. It was awesome. You know what was cool about that, Bean? 
no guest will put I didn't no have... guest is gonna put in as much effort as that for the rest of the hundred <laughs> percent. That was fucking awesome. All right, we'll jump into our next segment, which is balance changes. Balance changes. I'll jump into a couple quarterbacks, or we'll do three quarterbacks right off the bat. Uh, Mac Jones landed, is most likely going to land himself on IR. Sounds like he had a high ankle sprain that is going to potentially require surgery. So probably not relevant. I don't think he's on anybody's team, but just be a watch for probably more running the ball, a lot more tight end, probably heavy type of packages, depending on who that is that's throwing the ball to them. So uh, something to notate. Uh, Josh Allen had a an x-ray, actually, after the game. Uh, everything came back negative, and they're suspecting that he'll be just fine going forward. But something to keep your eye on just with the whole... I, I didn't even like see what the injury was, but he came across as had an x-ray, which was kind of surprising for, for that game. So, uh, And then the last quarterback, I think, on this list, other than people who we've already talked about in previous podcasts, is... Uh, Tua had it. We talked a little bit about it already, but got kind of shoved and pushed back and bounced, had bounced off the turf. Not like super bad, but got up and literally looked like he was about to fall over and had to like lean on some of his teammates. Uh, ended up coming out of that game, but coaching staff stating it's a back issue, not a head issue. He came back later in that game and led the Miami Dolphins to their 3 0 start. Um, there's a whole big ordeal going on with that. Uh, the Players Association and like them digging in to see if there was something that was missed. But coaching staff still has sat like has held held true. It was a a lower back issue that claimed to have some issues with like him not being able to walk or something along those lines. So uh, they're going in for he's going in for a bunch of testing and more news will probably come out this week. But he did return, so the expectation would be that he'll probably play next week. I just don't get how um, type of debacle can occur. How are there not yeah, enough it, it did uh, not... unbiased doctors or like that work for the league? Yeah, I don't they're know. They're the ones they're who got to handle that and... shit. I don't know. If they let him go play, like if the NFL doctor who doesn't work for either team lets that guy go play, then whatever. That's cool. Yeah, and that's kind of like the whole issue with the Bills and <laughs> it's being sued for malpractice right now against Tyrod Taylor for the punctured lung and cortisone yep. shots and such yep. that he was releasing. Like, who does the NFL have hired for these types of roles? But that definitely seemed like something yeah. that shouldn't have been missed as bad as it you was. You don't even, but... like, just charge the oh. teams for it. Who cares? They make so much <laughs> goddamn money. Make them... Yeah. A uh, couple. We'll we'll jump into Dalvin Cook here next. Uh, he had a shoulder dislocation. I think he injured it on the fumble. He ran into his own teammate. Uh, it was kind of surprising to hear that was a sh- dislocated shoulder, but I mean it's football, so pop that shit in. Uh, there's talk. Yeah, uh, there's talk that the Vikings are not concerned about his outlook for the year or for the for next week, but. They're saying he potentially will play with a harness, but I lean towards you'll see a lot more Alexander Madison next week uh, with the Vikings playing in London. So they'll be across seas and such as well. So I think you'll see a lot of Alexander Madison this week, but probably mix in some Dalvin Cook as well. It's just not going to be a full full week for him or full workload like it has been in the past. 
Um, Jarvis Landry went down uh, with a foot injury. I don't believe he returned to the game. And same thing with Michael Thomas, both playing for New Orleans. Um, and then actually Traquan Smith went out as well. It was believed to be something like a uh, some sort of like shoulder issue, but it ended up being a concussion. Um, Jarvis Landry and Michael Thomas both believed to be okay. Uh, Michael Thomas's was concerning with something with an ankle. Uh, it was his other ankle compared to what he'd been missing as of previously. So uh, it's a non-serious issue for him. So he should be good to go next week. Uh, Traquan Smith did not clear concussion protocol before the end of the game, so he's still in that concussion protocol. We'll have to find out on Thursday. But all three of them being injured just pushes that upside for uh, Olave, who I believe is on Cal's bench and put up a 20 spot almost this week and once again on his bench, so it wasn't much of a... (laughs) It didn't have any effect this week, but going into next week, it might be a, a big thing here. Cal playing Olave next week? You heard it here. Who's Cal playing <laughs> next week? Cal has Jelly. 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 Garrett Wilson. Uh, I think he had a rib injury coming into this game. Ended up playing, but uh, did I think leave the game and came back and played still some more. So uh, somebody to watch potentially with a rib injury. Those are never fun to deal with. Uh, big news for the 49ers offensive line. They're their kind of leader from that position, Trent Williams, went down with a high ankle sprain, uh, which high ankle sprains are never good things to hear. Probably multiple week, it can be as bad as like Mac Jones. It wasn't believed to be as bad as Mac Jones's high ankle sprain, but uh, the 49ers offensive line is going to be missing one of their their leaders from that perspective. So uh, other quick ones I'll go through here really quick. Justin Herbert still has a rib injury, played the whole game, did not look strong in their in their loss, but uh, claimed he was not going to sit out because it wasn't the right thing to do. Uh, Joe Mixon had an ankle injury. Uh, he's believed to be completely fine. He They play on Thursday, so quick turnaround. Coaching staff has said that Joe Mixon will be fine going forward. Uh, David Montgomery had a pretty scary situation. He ended up leaving the game and didn't return, uh, but and Khalil Herbert went off in his, his absence. But the team has stated he's, on a day-to-day standpoint, they were believing it was going to be a significant ankle. It was an ankle and a knee issue. So um, a lot of times with those ankle-knee problems that are from being rolled up on can be devastating, especially for a, a running back of that standpoint. Uh, but they believe they there's nothing really significant going on there, um, and he's day-to-day. So we'll have to keep an eye and see if Cleo Herbert's going to take a big part of the load coming for the next Bears next game. Julio Jones, PCL tear, talked about it a little bit, does not require surgery, uh, just increases gauge, Gage's upside this week was strong, a strong showing for Gage. Uh, Mike Evans has come back, but I think that just maybe opens Gage's opportunities a little bit more going forward. DeAndre Swift, big news came out today talking about he his shoulder injury, so he's pretty limited in his workload this week. As somebody who owns him, it was not a fun situation to watch. But sorry, Ben. Uh, and <laughs> this is not going to look much better going forward. It sounds like they might potentially sit him out a couple weeks, and the, there's talk of like potentially even sitting him out until their buy, which I believe is one of the first weeks uh, of buy. So week six buy, so he wouldn't return till week seven. And 
that's already more than halfway through our, our fantasy season most of the time. So uh, not a good sign for me. Uh, maybe somebody I'll be looking to trade for someone who's who's sitting well and wants a running back for, for later in the year. A couple others that are left, Christian Watson, hamstring, Romeo Dobbs took a, a big chunk of all the workload this week. I think Alan Lazard had a couple catches with a touchdown. But Christian Watson out with a hamstring issue, injury. Not sure exactly what that is going to entail for the rest of the, the season, but those hamstring issues... In, Issues just never go away, it seems like. And then late news broke that the Chargers' Galen Guyton uh, actually tore his ACL in in their game. So uh, he is out for the season. And keep an eye on your teams. I'm I'm probably missing a handful of people, but those are the big ones that I kind of notated. Um, Anything you guys want to add to that? You did great, Bean. Fantastic work. Yeah. Yep. That's what I spent my whole lunch break today doing. Money well spent. Everyone, everyone on the fantasy football app. Well, like probably seventy-five percent of people are fucking questionable at some. Is so. Yes. Yes. Keep your eye on those. So one thing that I'll jump into here next is basically our top parses for the week. Top parses. Our top scores for the week. We've already talked about Lamar Jackson dropping basically a forty bomb, thirty-nine points. Uh, Khalil Herbert, uh, 30 points, I believe, on Rules' bench um, wow. as the pickup from from the waiver wire this week. So the hot take from the waiver wire, picking him up and him dropping a big 30 bomb. Is Rules uh, losing? Potentially. Rules no, Rules barely beat me, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Rules took the win by five points. He had Montgomery. Imagine losing and having him on your bench. That would be just heartbreaking. <laughs> Yes, but it has been a tough start for, for Rules to start Khalil Herbert. He hasn't done anything up until yeah. really this week. So, well, I, might, I shouldn't say that. His first, he did get a touchdown the first game. So, there, there's potential starting opportunities there, but Rules' team's still really strong, as I stated in the power rankings that we talked about week two. Um, so, are you just trying to Mark Andrews confirm, confirm you were right? <laughs> Power ranking? Maybe. <laughs> At least I'm right with something other than my team being 0 3. So yeah. let him have this, Raz. Yeah, yeah. No, I was just don't I kick just the man while he's I... down. He already... <laughs> I was just asking. That's all. Yeah. Uh, tight end, top scorer of the week, Mark Andrews for the second week in a row. And he's a shining star on that. That Ravens team is just one of those solid go to guys for Lamar Jackson as well couple nice catches. I think his second touchdown was like kept basically caught it off his defender's back. So pretty, pretty cool one. Uh, and then Devonte Smith with the 27 point week goes from basically being irrelevant in fantasy to getting as many targets as AJ Brown did week one. So pretty crazy stat line there from Devonte Smith. Other kind of people to add to that as well. Uh, I believe a player on our waiver wire this week went off for the Rams. Let me just see what his name is. I don't recall because I've freaking never heard of him before. Mac Hollins, uh, 10 targets, 8 receptions for 158 yards, and a touchdown for the Raiders. So kind of Devontae Adams-type numbers there. But, I mean, it's pretty crazy. The, 
they just threw the ball basically all day. Um, I, I don't know about potential upside, but I think I listed him in our our waiver wire pickups for the week as well. So kind of an interesting guy to maybe take a shot on. If you have an open spot on your roster. I'll drop him for Devontae. The <laughs> yeah. yeah. Somebody just scored for the Cowboys. There might be... It was Lamb. C.D. Lamb with a touchdown. That's chilly. Saquon Barkley is actually getting up there. He might be the, he might be one of the top people by the end of this game. So we'll keep an eye on that and update that if it is something that comes through. As long as he doesn't lose 10 points, I'll be happy. I just think. No no five fumbles. No five fumbles. I just think Maycorn gets to ride Lamar Jackson to a playoff spot at the very least. That guy's fucking. Better to be lucky than good. Well, I mean, I definitely do. A win's a win. Rate devastated or make corn very high. So, um, and next we can jump into the recaps of every week or every game this week. Lee game recap. First, we'll start off with myself versus Fraz, and Fraz, I'll let you jump into it a little bit here. Talk about your squad. I was worried coming into this being, um. Both of us needed needed a double. It was a much needed win yeah. from both of our squads, and, and uh, I, mean, I just continue to literally do nothing. I would have taken I would have taken any size of victory. Like I could have beat you fucking twenty four to twenty three. I would have been ten. But to see some of the boys finally start going here, that also makes me feel really good. So not only am I destroying now. Derrick Henry popping off. Zeke right now has got a touchdown. Finally a multi-double-digit point game. I had Gage and he gobbled up that ball. We're happy. Good week. Yeah, solid week from your squad. I mean, Zeke has like... he. I talked about this a little bit last week, but... I mean, he's seen like he's he's had productive weeks like on the ground, but he just never saw a touchdown and it just made his fantasy like yeah it was rough. just look bad but it's just the cowboys offensive scheme nobody understands what it is they're doing and that's why i asked cal as a cowboys fan what the hell are they doing like does cal- zeke is not a bad running back does cal know though <laughs> no he was the one who said that it's like the what's that kid's toy where you pull the thing down and the arrow spins around in the middle and that's their play calling Oh, uh, yeah, strategies plays like old McDonald their... has a farm or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something like that. So that's the level of, of play calling that they have for the Cowboys. So uh, even though they have scored some points this week, two touchdowns so far. So that's, I think, more than to be said about the last few weeks of football that they played. Um, Henry looked back in form, in my opinion. Like, he's had that poor week last week with the touchdown saving himself but um this week he looked like the the henry that people drafted in the first round that people were expecting to see and then yeah russell gage just catching everything that tom brady was throwing basically his hamstring like he had hamstring injury oh, yeah. going into the game and it didn't look like it was it looked like it was bothering him throughout the game so i'm surprised to say i was surprised to see him stick in there and uh watching that game pretty closely 
as a Packers fan that I am, um, Tom Brady kind of got in his face and was like, hey, don't like pick your pick your head up after his fumble that they had, but he's literally the only guy that Tom Brady could throw the ball to. So yeah. he did well. Even with the fumble. And he's going to be a tough... Per- even with the fumble, yeah. he popped he's off. It's going to be tough. Yeah, it's going to be hard not to start next week uh, with their injuries that they have at wide receivers. So I'm glad I don't have to make that decision. Yep. Uh, for my team, I talked about Swift a little bit. Shoulder sprain, uh, saw limited time on the field this week, and potentially the coaches came out and said he's probably going to sit basically the next two weeks. So uh, not good for an 0-3 squad to have one of your t- first picks being unstartable. Uh, DJ Moore looked poor again. Um, last week he had an okay week. His first week was very bad. Six targets, one reception, just borderline, probably an unstartable person here going forward, and it's going to be rough between Robert Woods and and DJ Moore for me. Uh, Kamara, once again, limited workload. Uh, saw seven targets in the air, didn't convert on many of them. He fumbled, I think, early in that game as well, which just makes his fantasy numbers look really, really bad. And the only thing that I had going for me was David Njoku, who basically gave me almost 20 points on Thursday night, made me feel good going into the week to only have my dreams crushed throughout the rest of the week after looking at my fantasy team after this first two, after the noon and 3 o'clock games, so... Rough week for me. Congrats, Fraz, on not becoming in the first 0-3 team. Thank you. I appreciate it, and I'm sorry for later. All's good. All's good. Uh, next, we'll move into Cal Cal's Goblin Feet versus I Crit My Pants, and that one is basically final. And, Mike, I'll let you jump into your squad here uh, to talk about a little bit, and then I'll talk a little bit about Cal's team. Thanks, Bean. Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna lie. This this one was was a little concerning. Um, you know, I don't pay too much attention to the percent chance to win. Just kidding. I, I follow that like religiously, and uh, I think I, Cal was moderately favored to win pretty much by projection up until halfway through that Buffalo Miami game, and that was the first point. It went from like. 60% him to 40% me to like I ticked to 51%. I'm like, oh, there's a chance, boys. And uh yeah, it was really just me rooting for all of his studs not to do stuff. I mean, Tyreek Hill didn't do much, uh Davis didn't do much. His tight end doesn't really count, but you know, like some of his better players are not didn't hit over that 10.0 mark. And and my moderate players that have not been performing up to now actually prove that they were worth the draft position that they were in like uh mclaren on the washington commanders team probably not a great not a great start i think they had like less than 50 yards of scrimmage in the first half something really sad but mclaren ended up putting 102 yards on the field no without a touchdown uh pitts is finally showing that he should be drafted high as a tight end because i was really close to benching him next week if he got another sub five pointer and you know i just minor good playing players. Edward Solaire is probably my favorite player on my team right now because he's not a superstar. He's not like the best RB in the world, but man, is he consistent? He's getting at least 10 points every single week and I love him. And every time Kansas, there's a, yeah, Kansas city just gives him the ball to score an easy touchdown. I'm like, yep, cool. Happy. 
So did you see his stat line? Yeah, he didn't have any rushing or, or uh, he got his first rushing <laughs> touchdown, right? <laughs> he got his first rushing of, touchdown. Of the year. He had zero yards. Yep. <laughs> from a rushing perspective. Seven carries for zero yards and a touchdown. Not sure why he's still called an RB, but <laughs> I'm, I'm he's he's staying in that slot until somebody yeah. yells at me. <laughs> No, it's completely fine. Yeah, seven. I mean, he just had seven carries. Obviously, there must have been something that was a significant loss. And then his five receptions. Like, that's the surprising part is he is being part of that receiving game as well. So, yeah, I'm really happy with his performance. And and Barkley, what can you say about Saquon? I mean, the guy is is insane. He's he's sitting at 18.5 points right now with a touchdown, 14 carries at 81 yards and two receptions, both caught for 34 yards like the, the man's a monster if he's just let if, if you leave him alone uh yeah it's just yeah and then the saquon of old yep yep and and i was hoping for it uh justin jefferson popped off the first week ever since then people realize it's still justin jefferson and i think every single play <laughs> he was double covered which allowed other players on on the minnesota team to like have their moment but yeah if, if he's double covered or if the offensive coordinator can't do something creative to to break him out to a one-on-one coverage uh you know he's he's gonna either put up eight points if he's doing poorly or hopefully not i think this is his floor i really hope so um but he's also gonna have 30 30 point weeks too so you know what would you guys say you got you gotta play your studs and i don't think a three-point game for him is gonna change much i, I agree I I will say the funny part about this matchup that I found is is our benches had a ton of points between Cal and I. Like, I'm looking at at least 40 points on my bench to Cal's 60 sitting on his bench. So, like, there's there's coaching potential here to swap in and out to make either of us have won or lose this week. So, I I think I got a little lucky. I'll, I'll be the first to admit it. Yeah, you guys potentially both have could have broke a hundred easily this week with some different starts, but it's hard to always say. Like until we are, I would say five six weeks in, you just really aren't going to know who those every week performers are going to be, and and we'll have to see. Russell Gage as a start for Cal was was interesting for me, but that's my opinion on that standpoint. One thing to notate with Justin Jefferson's poor performance. So the cornerback for the uh, for the Detroit Lions, Jeff Okuda. Um, this is a note from Cal. He's the third overall pick in twenty twenty. Uh, he is guarded this year. Terry McLaren, Devonte Smith, and Justin Jefferson. Each of the games, like they've been his number one uh, person who's covered. It's been by Jeff Okuda. Uh, so far, he has had five receptions for 36 yards on him. So big kind of news to, to kind of follow there. If your wide receiver is being lined up against Jeff Okuda, which you can kind of check to see. It seems like he's always following their number one option. Um, it's just going to be potentially a poor week. But that's just one of those decision factor makings that you can pull into like a wide receiver start if you have a couple people who you're not sure if they're going to be lining up against the Lions and Jeff Okuda, maybe a reason not to play them this week. So kind of something we'll keep track of here going forward. Uh, as to the rest of people or the rest of Cal's team, uh, Hertz has continued to impress uh, as he's continued to impress people more so from a throwing standpoint than a running standpoint. 
Uh, he had three passing touchdowns this week. I think he had a handful of carries, not anything outrageous like Lamar Jackson's numbers, but uh, did has been showing like a, a true wide receiver, a true quarterback to be concerned about here going forward. Uh, Davis, uh, Gabe Davis, and Tyreek Hill, um, little to show, kind of those big play guys. Dolphins game was not a very high-intensive uh, scoring game, and in reality, Miami had the opportunities like basically handed over to them with turnovers and such that just didn't allow for huge scoring plays for Tyreek Hill. Um, Gabe Davis was coming off of the injury was he, he could have potential to break out, but I think it's a pretty okay week for him. His first week returning since that injury last week, so we'll have to see. Uh, Javante Williams looked pretty strong. Uh, 15 carries, 58 yards. Did not get a touchdown. Melvin Gordon did get the touchdown, uh, but the Broncos' offense and itself just looked poor, uh, and it's going to take, hopefully, they start figuring it out a couple, in a couple weeks. Um Nathaniel Hackett's offense, offensive schemes are normally pretty solid, or they were pretty solid last year, but I mean, his play calling has become questionable, and I mean, kind of like what was stated earlier, that last drive for the for the Broncos was really strong, um, and if they can continue drives like that here going through the rest of the year, I think they'll be just fine, but I don't think you're going to see huge numbers from Javante Williams until one either can pull fully takes that position back from Melvin Gordon. Um, I think the Broncos will be some of those... what they are. This all <laughs> Not season. changing much. Yeah, and I, I mean, there was a lot. If you watch that game, like, the fans were even booing their own team yeah. in, like, the middle of the third quarter. <laughs> like, it was just, like, not a game I don't think anybody wanted to, to be at. So, rough. Yeah, Russell Wilson, man. No bueno. Mr. Unlimited. Hey, he's on the waiver wire. Or the trade block. Willing to give up for an RB1. Yeah, your I response think, afterwards. I think, not a meme. On the trade block. Not a meme. <laughs> I think I think Frilly, I think Frilly should take a look at uh, trading Russ. Snipe something off for yes. Russ. See what you like. Under an offer. Hot take? Yep. I don't think Frilly would ever make a trade with me. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, got, I messaged her asking her for mm-hmm. like thoughts on what a potential player, like what she would be willing to give up him for. Okay. And he kind of came across as the, I'm not willing to give up any of my top 10 players right now. Like... And didn't even want to like start negotiations or just like, like curious fucking, to see what I'd offer or anything. You got I'm not trying to scum. Wall. I'm not trying to scum people out stone of players wall. here. I'm like, well, let's make something that's mutually beneficial. But she didn't seem like she was willing to negotiate. So now, do you think? Do you think that's just with you specifically, or that's just with the whole league in general? Uh, like, I think Philly's it not is trading with- a player. I think it's with the whole thing in general because I think Philly's too afraid to uh, trade someone away that does well. Wow! And I also do think me thirty people listening to this. It it being me also had an impacting factor because you know I did you know make good trades I think earlier in the week, which may have scared her away. 
Okay. I think it's just my point. Think, not, take, not to, not to just sidetrack this into you know. I think talking I think trade. I think Philly's making a trade this week. No. Yeah. Like, you shut. We like, shall you see. Shut the fuck up. I mean, it's really? gonna be your really? lowest bench producing person just to to say she did, but like. Really, well, if uh, you're if you're listening and you're looking for a quarterback, head up my DMs. No, we'll I, talk. Need wide, I need a wide receiver. Fuck this guy. <laughs> Where were we, Bean? We lost. We lost if track. We were. We were just. We we just finished up uh, Mike and Cal's matchup that Mike took. So, right. um, we'll jump into we Devastator versus. No, we haven't. <laughs> Uh, we'll jump into Devastated versus Argy Can't Read. So Jelly's their matchup. Um, Devastator had A.J. Brown once again, strong showing, five catches for 85 yards. I think he had around 10 actual targets. So still gets the ball thrown to him all the time. Uh, Sutton, uh, Cortland Sutton on Sunday Night Football. About the only value, like viable starter for the Broncos that I can see like Jerry Judy looked good week one, but just hasn't seen production. Cortland Sutton's been about the only one who's been consistent. So still looking like he's putting up solid wide receiver numbers, but he's the only one I think from that team that I'd feel good about starting every week. Uh, And then Miles Sanders had a not so great week. However, he saw a large majority of the workload. I don't think Boston Scott got a carry. And I think, uh, I'm trying to, I'm blanking on who their other running back is, but the other young running back that that's there only saw four carries. So huge part of the workload was Miles Sanders. He did not produce well, but uh, it's a better looking standpoint for, for Miles Sanders owners here going forward. Uh, and then Devastator did lose to Jelly. Um, Jonathan Taylor uh, did not have a touchdown. Uh, but wasn't limited in carries this week. Looks like he's good to go again. A huge production from Cordell Patterson. Like, huge game. 17 carries, 141 yards, and a touchdown. Like, that's the Patterson of last year that was kind of breaking out week two, week three. That was just like, holy crap, who is this guy? Uh, And then Cooper, or not Cooper Cup, um, Amari Cooper, big week for the Browns. If they continue to play competitive games, I think you're going to keep seeing big numbers from from Jelly's team. Cooper had seven receptions for 101 yards and a touchdown. Like it's just sky's the limit for that guy. Right. Just to yeah, add to that, CD Lamb just got a touchdown and 87 yards in the Dallas and Giants game. So just to really drive home the fact that Jelly's going to just win. <laughs> An extra eighteen points there. Eighteen points. Does that is that going to change my beatdown of the week? Probably not. Probably not. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, so. yeah, and, and it looks like Devastator sort of got uh, unfortunately gimped by his tight end game time decision for Schultz. I don't know if we talked oh, about that. He didn't play him. No, yeah, he, no, he had Schultz started, uh, yes. but I think Schultz was game time, and by that point, it was locked in as he was out and didn't play. Yeah, and he's got a lot of. I mean, he's got a lot of injuries on his bench. He did have, I, he did have someone he could put in, but yeah, it's just the tight ends are are to scrape by. You really got to play ahead of the game for that. If somebody like Schultz isn't going to be in, like you just have to basically 
find that backup tight end for Dallas, and hopefully he's not rostered. Devastator did not play Alan Lazard this week. Hot take. Hot, yeah. Oh, I, I would have definitely played Alan, Alan Lazard with how. I don't know if he was questionable going into the weekend or not. I know he was. He sat out of practice, I think, this week. But yeah, yeah, half the, I mean, half the, half the Packers squad had were sick with illness. Uh, yeah. Alan Lazard threw up before the game, so that was great. <laughs> I did see that. Clip. Uh, what whether that was because of the heat in Tampa Bay or because he was also dealing with illness, like. I think Mason Crosby, Randall Cobb, and Lazard were all sick, so I'm sure there's more people who are sick as well. But Yeah, Devastator's team is probably like the only candidate for the Bubble Wrap Award. I mean, there's so many Ds, Qs, and Os on his lineup. <laughs> I've not seen on anybody else's. This man's still holding on yeah. to Odell, dude. <laughs> he has hope. <laughs> um, we can jump into the next matchup. So that was Square Gang MK2 for life, Zorbus's team versus Jimmy John's number seven with chips, Freely squad. Uh, to start off, Zorbus did take the win in this game. Uh, James Robinson, the guy to own, 100%, coming off that ACL tear. Like, it's just, he looks pretty much unstoppable. Huge gain. I think he had a 50 yard touchdown. Um, 17 carries for 100 yards and a touchdown. Like, just what can you do and Travis Etienne as a number two option there it's just they're going to run him into the ground like they will do with a, somebody on a one-year contract and save Etienne to make sure that he just gets some game experience and potentially takes over that role here next year but we'll have to see James Robinson looking strong uh, T Higgins had a very solid week did not get a touchdown but still scored good points I mean that the Joe Burrow week this week was just, he looked pretty good. So uh, Joe. T Higgins had T Higgins had five receptions for 93 yards. I think Tyler Boyd and uh, Jamar Chase both had solid numbers yeah, as well. Tyler like, Boyd didn't, uh, nothing you can complain about four catches, but 105 yards and a touchdown on my bench. Yeah. Big shot play. Yeah, and it's just been it's been surprising. Like they had they had a couple rough weeks the first couple weeks, but I mean T Higgins just continuing to produce did well last week, coming off that injury in week one after he got laid out. But we'll have to see. Uh, for Zorbus, there were some weak points, I believe, with AJ Dillon and Joe Mixon. So lucky to squeak out a win with. Those two running backs performing as poorly as they did. Uh, Joe Mixon, 12 carries for 24 yards, had a couple receptions to save him. And then A.J. Dillon's number is not much better, 12 carries for 32 yards and a couple receptions. Like, poor, poor weeks from those guys producing. I mean, just wasn't much production for me for those guys. But lucky to squeak out a win with both of them scoring basically five points for your squad. Jumping to Frilly's team. A strong performance by Joe Burrow. Uh, back to what we kind of expected. Looked poised and actually had protection. So I think we stated he got yeah he got sacked thirteen times in the first two games and was only sacked twice in this game. So yeah, turns out he's good at football better. when he's not getting crushed. Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty crazy, huh? 
from a previous Super Bowl contender. So they look back in form. I mean, they are, are when I say they, I'm talking about Joe Burrow and, and the Bengals. We'll have to see. They didn't play a, a great squad in the Jets, but um, it was a, it was a competitive game. Like it just did. Burrow didn't make mistakes like he had in the previous two. So uh, Dalvin Cook shoulder dislocation. Uh, team says he's day to day. They play the I think it's nine thirty Eastern time on Sunday. So that'll be an early early game. Definitely got to pay close attention to that here coming next week uh, for Frilly's team um, to see if he's going to be playing. Did the England uh, game start next week? Is that what you're saying? Yep. Wow. London. All right. I got to pay attention I believe to it's that. London. Yeah, so I think it's it's the Saints versus the... Is it the Jaguars? The Vikings. Jaguars always go, man. People in England love the Jaguars. <laughs> Saints-Vikings is the matchup, so we'll have to see. But with Dalvin Cook playing potentially in a sling, it's just something you're going to have to pay attention to. Uh, Damian Pierce looked pretty good from his standpoint. Uh, 20 carries, 80 yards was kind of one of the shining pieces from... The Houston Texans team, uh, Davis Mills made some pretty big mistakes from a passing standpoint, but um, Damian Pierce looked strong in his in his outing. Despite uh, his two Han fumbles, Dotson, by the way. Yeah, beside, beside, yeah, beside those two fumbles, but um, from a carrying standpoint, he looked pretty good. Jahan Dotson, last person I'll talk about on Frilly's team, uh, first week without a touchdown did not look great. Two receptions, ten yards, but is seeing the, the the offense for the Commanders just wasn't in sync to this week. Not much you can do about it, but you hope that you don't see that poor performance again. He received more targets than he did last the last two weeks, but just couldn't produce into those. So uh, maybe teams are looking to shut him down a little bit more, but wasn't enough for Freely to overtake Zorbis and in this week next matchup that we have is the commoners new name for Maycorn and team warlock to argy uh Maycorn did take the win lamar jackson just pull this game up here quick yeah lamar jackson, lamar jackson. took the win yeah, it's not the commoners it's not Maycorn's team it's lamar jackson I mean, and the boys i don't want to undercut <laughs> Devonte smith getting like almost 30 points but Lamar Jackson got 40, so I, I am going to undercut yeah. that. Yeah, and I mean, Maycorn's still running up the score as of right now. Tony Pollard with 13 carries and 105 yards in their game that's at the two-minute warning now. So strong production there from for, for Maycorn's team. <coughs> but Lamar Jackson just unstoppable, like 11 carries for 107 yards and a rushing touchdown and four touchdowns in the air. Like... You know, He's going to carry Maycorn's team to... Like, Argy's team had a great game. Josh yeah. Allen threw for 400 mm-hmm. yards, two touchdowns. Nick Chubb popped off. Like, But Lamar Jackson just outscores four three people. highest players. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck? You, you, can really, you can literally miss on three of the people yeah. you start with, with a 40-point player and still be fine. And that's exactly what happened. Like, Carter didn't do anything for... for Maycord, neither did Burks. His entire bench doesn't even play NFL football right now. Yeah. Like it's <laughs> just, but it doesn't matter because no, he has Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Wait, holy, yes. his bench. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's why you wanted Michael Carter so bad. <laughs> okay. I mean, the week Lamar Jackson doesn't pop off is is a week that that may corn. Yeah, but so. does that week exist? Because like he only threw for two hundred yards, but it was four fucking touchdowns, and he's gonna run. Next he's gonna... week will be an interesting one. They play Buffalo, so hopefully yeah, Buffalo just lost back. to Miami, right? Like yeah, I mean, but like, Buffalo's defense up. was just kind of like they had like four people out, so you know. Hopefully, they were looking better next week. Yeah, we will see. But yeah, other like notes for for Maycorn's team. I mean, Burks basically non-existent. Two targets, one reception. Uh, we did see Bobby Trees, Robert Woods see a lot more action this week uh, on my bench. But uh, the Titans just kind of went into their their run the ball heavy type of offense, so not a whole lot of passing production available. Uh, Travis Kelsey looked strong after having a, a poor performance last week, but back to the Travis Kelsey that we kind of see that floor was last week and strong points this strong points this week. And then the last note, I talked a little bit about Devonte Smith already, but 12 targets, eight receptions, 169 yards and a touchdown, like coming from no receptions week one, like huge jump. Like it's what you want to see as a, somebody who drafted Devonte Smith. So um, looks like the Eagles are a team to own some fantasy people for which they haven't been in the past other than Jalen Hurts so fly eagles fly uh, yep fly eagles fly I'm rooting for him in all honesty are you uh into into our yeah I, I don't mind the eagles in reality okay. like they're they're a team that plays football hasn't had a <laughs> they're a team that hasn't had a lot of success in the past so uh, I like to see those teams do well and I know that a lot of my friends are Cowboys fans and hate the Eagles. There we go. So. Okay. <laughs> Cal. That, that was yes. that was good. That was the dig. Yeah, that was like yeah. this is clearly targeted. <laughs> yes. And then into Argy's team a little bit that failed to to overtake Maycorn. Uh Deontay Johnson has no touchdowns this year, but has seen ten plus targets each game. Like he's one of the shining pieces from that Pittsburgh offense that you want to own him and basically Najee Harris are the only two. Um, as for Nick Chubb, strong, strong outing from him once again. And then Thielen finally had a kind of a breakout game going into the, into this here going forward. So, um, Six receptions, 61 yards, and a touchdown compared to his first two weeks was just basically non-existent. So you saw Justin Jefferson not do a whole lot. Thielen picked up the slack there and and did some did pretty well. He had, I guess, a huge like pass interference call that was missed in that game, and I guess he screamed at one of the f- new female refs. So people were kind of arguing about that. But but he's got a great walkout uh, song of "I got a yes. feeling," and you can't you can't make that <laughs> yes, up. So totally. And that's kind of that. Argy just wasn't able to. Nick Chubb's strong performance wasn't able to pull pull enough points for to, for him to overtake. Argy just Nacorn. don't don't play oh. against Lamar Jackson. He'll be fine. Like pro tip. <laughs> yeah, it does look like Jelly is maybe going to overtake and overtake him in second place scoring, but it will be close. Uh, unfortunate to face off against the only team that scores more points 
than you and everybody else scores less but what can you do is fantasy football and I believe our last matchup that we have is Gil and the Gillettes versus the B team so I'll let you Alex jump into your team a little bit here and I'll talk about so Lewis's team first of all very sad I was really hoping to go out of this week three and oh unfortunately we didn't make it we're two and one but who's we oh it's just me and my team okay the Gillettes, it's in his name. Like, exactly. I apologize. I would just like to to note that I did win because all the people I traded for did worse than the people I got. So, like, you know, I feel good about this week, even though I didn't get a dub. Now to get into the matchup. So I started Tua over Russell Wilson. It was the right call. Talked to my friend who's a Buffalo fan the night before, and he said, do it. So I did it. Had a heart attack in the middle of the game when he went out, but we made it through. Gibson, again, is probably the only thing I think that the Washington Commanders have right. Um, but honestly, like where like it really hurt me this week is James Conner didn't really produce. I didn't start TJ Hawkinson this week, and it's the only week that he got a TD. And then Devontae Adam and Derek Carr just have no connection at all. And then Cooper Cup couldn't couldn't carry me through. He couldn't put it, produce another twenty five point week. Yeah, a week where he doesn't have a receiving touchdown, but hey, gets a yeah, rushing. He touchdown. had a rushing touchdown. <laughs> um, yeah, but it was it was really close with rules. Um, Carson Wentz, luckily, you know, fumbled it twice for me, but um, I just c- couldn't do it. You know, Mark Andrews yeah, on top of. On top of his two fumbles, he was also sacked nine times, which is more like back to the Carson Wentz of the Eagles. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> holding on to the ball. Talk for about a more stark contrast time. between like Maycorn and Argy's team <laughs> of quarterbacks versus your two teams of quarterbacks of points. Oh, yeah. It was <laughs> I'm like, awful. he got six Different points. Story, yeah. But <laughs> Mark Andrews kind of just single. Mark Andrews was the Lamar Jackson of my matchup. 25, 25 points from your tight end. Once that kind of happened, it was it was kind of just downhill from there. Yeah, that's why he was a lot of times that first tight end off the board because they just knew he was going to produce. Second twenty and Christian point Kirk has looked. Yeah, and rules yeah. even had a one point player, and I still couldn't pull out a win. So, you know, we go back to the drawing board, regroup for week four, get another dub. Yeah, absolutely, and I mean. With with rules as team, like the the scary parts about it for me are obviously Mark Andrews is just a, a monster from a touchdown perspective. He's the tight end number one this year, and then I mean St. Brown, Kirk, and Debo Samuel all saw plus eight targets, which is exactly what you want from your wide receiver cores. And I mean Christian Kirk has I think put up plus fifteen points every week. All first week he was just short of fifteen, but I mean the guy's getting paid and it's ex- doing extremely well. I think he's in the top ten wide or top ten uh, wide receivers for the year on a fantasy perspective. So solid production there all around from Rules' squad. Definitely not a solid performance from his trade this week, but what can you do? You can't win. Uh, he's gonna get me back in two weeks <laughs> when Brian Robinson comes back and takes RB one spot from Antonio Gibson. Yes. So 
when that week hits, I'm awesome. gonna be uh, I'm gonna be in panic mode. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, Carson Wentz. I think we'll see more of these really low scoring games than we will see of his first two weeks. It's just, I wouldn't say really, but we'll see more mediocre ones here going forward. He's not. As somebody who's from North Dakota originally, I had all the confidence in him after he did well in, with the Eagles, but after he was beat down multiple years in a row, like there's just no way he's not going to continue producing like he. I grew up in Northern Virginia. Like Washington has disappointed me for 28 years. They'll continue to do so. And that, yeah, and that wraps up the the matchups for the week. We'll jump right into the auction house. Auction house. Way for waivers this week. There's a couple sneaky kind of pickups that are available from um, from a running back perspective. So uh, J.K. Dobbins, I believe, is on. I can't remember. I have somebody them. that's on. I got the, yeah, J.K. Dobbins uh, saw some workload this week. First week back. Uh, Justice Hill is the number two, or he, at least he looked like the number two this week. They have a handful of other running backs, and Baltimore's running back core has always been tough to hold on to. But this week, he looked really strong. I think he had a really solid performance. He is on the waiver wire, so if you're looking for a running back two, it could potentially be somebody that you want um, to pick up if you had him an open bench spot or something like that. Uh, also, Craig Reynolds, uh, he is the number three running back for Detroit. Uh, Jamal Williams has seen some extensive workload over the last couple couple of weeks. If Swift is out, Craig Reynolds could see some work kind of filling in uh, some open spots. So risky start there. For wide receivers, uh, Mac Hollins, huge game this week for... For him, he has seen a lot of field time. Has seen a lot of snaps. Um, huge game. I don't know if it continues, but I mean, if they continue to double cover people like uh, Devonte Adams here every week, uh, he could have some potential breakout as a wide receiver three for the Raiders. Uh, Zay Jones. I think somebody dropped him as of recently. Saw a big uptick in his uh, in his performance. Had 11 targets, was on the field for 76% of the snaps. So, Zay Jones, a sneaky pickup potentially. Uh, Josh Reynolds saw a ton of targets. Josh Reynolds for Detroit. Uh, St. Brown did have an ankle injury that kind of hindered him a little bit. So, Josh Reynolds saw some of the deeper passes that were originally going to St. Brown. Could be potentially a sneak pick. Uh, Romeo Dobbs had a huge game this week as well from the Packers. Uh, previously was on Cal's team. Um, I believe Cal dropped him as of recently. Sammy Watkins going on IR, one of the big kind of news standpoints uh, that happened before this week started, uh, or the game started this week. Uh, and then Christian Watson being out with the hamstring injury. Romeo Dobbs just might see more and more play and when Aaron Rodgers throws the ball eight times and you catch him every time, that's definitely uh, starting to hold confidence with him from a from a standpoint for them. So we will see from that standpoint for, for wide receivers if Romeo Dobbs continues to produce. Uh, tight ends, Tyler Conklin still on waiver wires. He, uh, tight end for, I believe it's the Seattle Seahawks, has seen, I think he's led the team in targets a couple weeks. This week he had seven, I think it was seven targets. He's had over seven targets or more 
um, every game so far this week. So that's a, what you want to see. He's obviously a favorite from from the touchdown standpoint as well. And then uh, Will Disley. Oh, sorry, Tyler Conklin's for the Jets, not the not Seattle. Will Disley is from Seattle. Um, he there's a huge number of tight ends in Seattle, but he's been most consistently the guy out on the field for for the tight ends in Seattle and has a couple touchdowns already this year, which is a good sign for somebody streaming streaming tight ends. Last auction house waiver options, uh, Trevor Lawrence, surprising standpoint from a number. He's QB 10 so far this year, so obviously not a huge guy, not a guy you really draft, but from a streaming standpoint, I mean, he's what you want from streaming quarterback receiver so far. Uh, there's a couple other options, but Trevor Lawrence is definitely someone that's a little sneaky to pick up off of off of the free agency if you need one. And then uh, Jacoby Brissett uh, playing Thursday night looked all right, uh, has had some some solid numbers from a streaming perspective. So depending on the Browns matchup, he might be an option for for your starting quarterback if you're hurting that quarterback currently. Uh, anybody else that anyone wants to add to that or any information? Well, holding everything close to the chest. <laughs> really? Send me yeah, a trade offer. I, I need a wide receiver. I, I just gave out all of my information yeah. that I hold close to my chest. So yeah. we'll pick <laughs> up a, a wide receiver. Okay. You want yeah, to talk? yeah, yeah, yeah. Try and, try and get me in on the action here. You want some Devontae let's, Adams? Let's cook something up. Okay. We'll cook something up. Okay. Make it with three-way trade. We can really hash it all. Ooh, yeah. 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 Chief get a good, let's get a Discord and... chat going. Yeah. We'll get you a private channel in the Discord, Bean. We'll get some. <laughs> I like And that's all we really have to end out the podcast today. We just have some. Now it's time for basically the cream of the crop awards for week three, sponsored by the Macho Man, Randy Savage. But the cream rise to the top, oh yeah. Cal's award, he his award, even though he's no, not here this week, is the Get an Otterbox Man Award, which celebrates those that really need to get an Otterbox for their phone or tablet. Goes to the Bills offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey for ending the life of a Microsoft Surface on live television in a fit of passion and rage. If he had an otter box, it would have been fine. The cream of the crop. And Fraz, you had an award. Uh, I'm giving away the three Pete award, which celebrates excellence in losing three fantasy games in a row. And it goes to Bean for losing three fantasy games in a row. The cream of the crop. Thank you, thank you. Also, by the way, and then great job, great job filling in for Cal this week corralling us all at the start there masterful yes. masterful it's always fun it's always fun alex or mike do you have an award you want to present oh i do so i'll be presenting the sitting your stud award um which celebrates excellence in sitting uh your start one of your studs for the week or star players and causing you to lose the match this award goes to frilly for not oh, ordering boy. jimmy johns on sunday yeah, and thus probably causing her the loss. So the cream of the crop. Well, uh, do we know what she ate on Sunday? 
Uh, we don't know, but we'll check in next week to see if she updates her team name or orders Jimmy Jones. We'll see. She So she didn't get Jimmy Jones this week. Sad or stud. Made a mistake. Yep. Right. Huge mistake. That's, that's a why fuck she up. lost. That's a fuck up, yeah, for sure. It's like the lucky jersey. You don't you don't not wear the lucky jersey. You don't wash it and you always wear it. Yeah. Mike, what do you got? Uh my award is Mike's Buzzkill Award. Uh this is the award that goes to the players that defeated they it goes to the Davids that defeated their Goliath, toppling their perfect season start and bringing them back to earth, you know, grounding them, if you will. Uh, though it's a three-part award because we had three people that were on the verge of going undefeated uh, into week three. Uh, that's going to be the commoners. Maycorn shut down uh, the first. The second recipient of this award actually shut down Alex. Uh, it's going to be B Team Rules, and then finally me, as of uh, about an hour ago, uh, shut down Cal and and knocked him out of his undefeated sprint so congrats us three we won the buzzkill award the cream of the crop i like bringing it back congrats congrats that's a good one yeah it's call oh, of duty too because rules is really gonna oh, like it oh. so no one's no one's three and oh <laughs> no one's three and oh but yeah, beans, it's, it's, but it's beans oh and three yes. yeah <laughs> all right all right i have a three it's definitely not a top place. of the pack but there's a bottom it's kind of like uh, fantasy football today. Like any 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 team can beat it. Well, not any team, but like Bean can't beat anybody. But you know, people could lose to Bean. No yeah. one could yeah. lose. Okay, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. And then I'll just say my Bean's beatdown of the week goes to Fraz for knocking out myself and putting me at that three and zero start. Just to harp on it a little bit more. I feel like we're piling Boy. on. Well, he uh, misspoke there. He said three and no. It's only three. I really thought you. Oh man, man, I messed up again. Get that, yeah, we can get that in editing. It's... We'll edit that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah, his we'll tradition, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, anything else you guys want to add before we wrap it up here? Nah, thank. Just thank you for having us. I had a blast. This was super fun. Uh, this whole fantasy league has been probably one of my favorites. So it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Yes, and I'll throw a shout out to Cal. I didn't realize how much work it is to create the spreadsheet, but let's just say I didn't get a whole lot of work done today. <laughs> no, Cal's a Cal's a skinny legend, man. That guy's uh, <laughs> flow flow of a god, and he's gonna the be a red cream of the crop. Hey, Mike, did you see that? Let's chill. Yes, chill. cream of the crop. All right, guys. Thanks for joining on the podcast, and I will see you again, guys, next time. Adios. Thanks, guys. Adios.